We're going to work through helping you to decode the truth from our miseducation of misinformation um, that's around you in your city. Um, my family moved from the inner city of Nashville to a very, very rural area. Um, there's a big difference in living, um, obvious reasons, of course, but outside of the obvious reasons, um, when you live in a city or have a big city close and you live in a more rural area, um, your more rural areas, um, your street names are for um, usually the family that were the first residents of that quote-unquote street. It was probably not even a street then. You have to remember it was probably a dirt road, a really long driveway. Um, a lot of these were just wagon trails. Um, and you have to kind of remember that um when you're going from urban to rural areas city to country um i don't like even using the word urban um the word urban for those who don't know um if you look it up it's going to tell you that it has like a 16th or 17th century origin which is false um there were popes actually named urban way 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 before then so um that kind of shows you the uh misuse of language um and you have to remember something that um my mom told me and you hear it more often now as we're entering quote unquote the second awakening or the or the the modern golden age um and and that is that our words are can are made by spelling if you are spelling you are something that you know the super religious frown upon if you are spelling, you are creating magic. You are manifesting reality. That's why if you want to manifest certain things into your life, um, uh, financial turnaround, certain goals, it's always better to like write them down and visually see them. Um, you're helping to physically bring it from idea to reality. Uh, and that's... Um, where that actually originates it's not taught to us that way it's it's something else used to um there were pictograms what we call emojis now um that were used to explain stories outside of the spoken language outside of the spoken dialect that went on um that's why it was so easy to kind of muddy all of this information. So if you haven't paid attention when you've gone to, to, to the city and you live in the country or vice versa, um, I'm going to break that down for you here and we're going to 
expand from there. Um, living in the country, there are a lot of roads that are named after just they're they're kind of crazy like they're just some crazy names anyways um unlike say nashville and i use that as an example because that's the city i know best um there are a lot of streets named harding um there's james robertson parkway which has one of um the news channels on it um it's it was kind of um kind of a loop that originally went down the around the old old part original part of the city um james robertson is considered the quote unquote father of tennessee and james robertson was a freemason he was used by not just dc but um, he was definitely someone promoted by Southern land owners to um, be the monkey in the middle between the Cherokee and and those in power in D.C. He was to kind of keep everybody off balance. He is actually one of the originators of turning the Cherokee against each other. Now, while there were cases before this, he stood on the wooden bridge with the gas and matches and and dynamite and rigged the whole thing up so that it exploded um, in what was the largest um, tribal area or tribal nation as far as land in the in the nation the Cherokee were honestly um, DC's biggest threat which is why um, I talk about the woodlands all actually being one tribe a lot because we see these families um, there wasn't necessarily a blood right uh, to ascension to be in chief like there is with the royal families. Um, good genetics, natural selection in other words, good genes, um, had a tendency to make for families that produced more leaders than others. Uh, this is the reason that we see a lot of these chiefs and um, king chiefs killed. Um Metacomet, I've spoken about him before in other podcasts. Metacomet um, was convinced by his brother to go to Plymouth, Alexandria, that kind of what we now know as the D.C. area. And it's expanded and shrank over the years. Um, They went because they were convinced that if they took on a, a a Christian identity to kind of negotiate with the invaders, that that would equal the playing field a little 
um, it would equate to respect and it like Metacomet knew better. His older brother just had a lot more faith in people. It's not that he was a bad leader. He just didn't understand the enemy fully. Um, Metacomet did. Um, when he drove everyone back, like they were literally standing with their feet in the ocean. Um, he had united all of the woodland tribes. Uh, he was kind of forced into hiding uh, after an ambush. He and some of his wives and children were kind of forced on the run. Uh, he was killed by uh, one of the the nation's first um pro agents. It was um, a Christianized tribesman who was pretending to pray out of respect for people, just human beings. He really didn't pay the man to any mind. He went on about his business as they continued through the woods. Um, this man would ambush him. Um, as there was a reward out in Plymouth for Metacomet. He was known as King Philip by now. Um, his tribe kind of, they were the keepers of the Great Lakes. They produced a lot of leaders. So this is why taking out his entire family was important. They, Their father was a king chief. The eldest son became a head chief. He didn't make it to king chief, but he was a head chief. He was a head man. Um, king Philip made it to king <coughs> and actually held the position much longer than his brother. Um, it's not that his brother didn't really hold the position. He was just killed. I mean, they were, like I said, he believed that they were going to be treated as an equal. Anyways, um, Metacomet was ambushed. He was killed. His, one of his, at least one wife and son were captured. That's what is at least documented. Only one wife, only one son. And they were transported by the East India Trading Company to the West Indies and then cycled to Africa. And after that, who knows? They were completely lost track of. Um, we see once certain cities and they weren't even cities they were just really popular trade routes or um, travel routes because of salt licks and etc um, which you learn all about that in social studies there's no need in going through the basics that there are there are some truths sprinkled into everything to make it believable um what we see then is the this big shift um 
because by now the 13 colonies have been established. They've completely, in their mind, done away with all aboriginals in the area. Well, they haven't. Um, Wampanoag were some of the first, um, so were a lot of these other tribes, to realize that they had to change um, the way that they identified on birth records. Um, especially if you were of a tribe that produced a lot of leaders. My family is one of those families. Um, being in Nashville, that has given me a lot of um, perspective on this. Um, Harding and Robertson, um, they were kind of... There were militia. Uh, their job was to protect the invaders' um, futures. They were basically, and they're not called that, but they were. They might not have been during the category that it was actually going on, but they were um, tied to a lot of the people who believed in burning the countryside. Um, why is this relevant? We see it right now going on in, in the Amazon. Um, it's not new. Burning of to cleanse the lands is what they call it. The cleansing of the lands. Um, you set the land on fire and let everything burn to clear it out and start anew. It's not the right philosophy or the way to handle things when it comes to nature and the planet and and there being any room to even begin to negotiate when you're killing people under truce flags and you're burning everything in sight. You're, you're taking too many negotiation tools off the table. And that that become that became a, a big problem. Um, especially here in the South, in Tennessee, because um, the Cherokee began to realize that their brothers and sisters to the North were gone and being driven down South, which is where we see Dragon Canoe um, come from. He was full-blooded, um, which people like Robertson saw as a problem. Um, they wanted to keep half-bloods and pure-bloods feuding. And that's a problem even now. Um, I have, I know my skin's white. You don't have to tell me, hey, you look white. I know I look white. Um, but guess what? My ancestors are Cherokee. Full-blooded Cherokee had to lie about who they were in order to not have to move. That's that's kind of shitty. Um, and these people have streets named after them in a city that is kind of idol worshipped by a lot of people. Um, and I hear 
very derogatory thing said about um, the, the, the less urban areas. But here's the thing. The less urban areas are going to be um, not your street, not driving on streets named after um, Illuminati and Freemason and Aboriginal hunters. Um, so that's okay with me. Like if I have to drive a few more minutes into the city and, and not be surrounded by that, that's what I'm going to do. Um, that's my choice. Um, I'm selective with my energy. We all should be, or at least be aware. If you're, if you're aware of these kind of things, then you don't necessarily, um, let your energy play sucker to them. And that's really the big thing is we're going to, we're going to learn how to decode all of these things and prevent our, it's going to become like a shield. It's going to become like this barrier that our energy doesn't even bother with that. Like it, it may keep us company. It may make us laugh. We may have a good time at such and such park. But we know the blood that it took for the ground that we are sending on wherever that may be. Um, unless you live uh, in an area and that really needs to be like Pacific Northwest, um, Hawaii, Alaska, the last states that we see kind of annexed. Um, those those areas got to stick with more traditional names, uh, beliefs, practices, etc. Because of press. The press was the government's enemy at this point. But that's really the only point that it was. And it was just um, more of a PR thing than it was a respect thing. It's never a respect thing. All you have to do is... is look at the Bill of Rights and know that, you know, it says plainly, if I break a crime, I'm a slave. That means slavery was never abolished. But that's for another podcast. As we get ready to go into fall, I am going to also be going to some of these areas um, where the public may not know some really horrible things happened, but I've done enough research to know that some really horrible things happened on these properties or some really horrible people were tied to these properties. I'm going to be taking, um, all of my, um, fun thermal, um, equipment and EMF and the whole deal out and, um, as the veil feel thins between now and Halloween, um, kind of do some readings on these areas, scientific readings, you know, we're not into just, you know, Ooh, I feel a spirit kind of, uh, we're gonna, I, 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 I want to know the, the facts, the hard truth. Can you back it up multiple times? Um, so we're going to do that for sure. Um, just to kind of prove my point that, you know, 
it is possible to decode the truth in your area. It is possible to know the truth of an area. Um, exist there peacefully um, with all of the area's ancestors, even if they're not yours. Um, everybody can get along. No xenophobia, you know. I, we're not doing that. Um, my my ancestors, like I said, they were full-blooded Cherokee. Um, the first um, actual legitimate marriage that happened, none of the children carried a single Cherokee trait outside of being able to keep really good skin color um, once they were in the sun. Um, now, other generations have inherited things like hair texture and whatnot, but um, she gave birth to babies that were, by looking at them, white, but she was not white. So, if you don't understand, then let me break this down for you really quick. Cherokee carry the, some of the oldest DNA um, outside of Africa. They are considered the tribe of Gad. I've gone through all of this, um, which means they carry the most mutation possibilities. So, at that point, it goes back to your basic biology that you learn um, from the Rockefeller approved books. Whichever gene is the dominant gene, those are the traits that are passed down. She was, she was obviously not white. Obviously. Like, you can look at her hair and tell that she had to, like, put a hot comb in the fire and then try to straighten her hair for um, what was an old, like, tin photo. So this um, is my heritage. We were gray wolves. It was a tribe or a clan, rather, that produced headmen. Um We saw this with Black Fox and a lot of leaders from around this time. Um, as I've done some DNA research, these people all did exactly what she had to do. And and that's, well, not her, but her mother did. And that was change, change their ethnic background so that they had a chance to at least stay um, in their ancestral home and not be forced to relocate. And that was kind of important. Um, you got about 600 acres um, with each one of those. So if if you were a head man and you only had one or two children, um, which was the case as the invaders came in and began to disapprove of polyamorous living and the whole deal, um, we see a lot of these headmen only taking on one wife. And then a lot of that, too, I think, is because of knowing that at any moment you had to pack up and run. Um, 
at any given moment you had to pack up and run. They they could be coming to burn your entire homestead down. Um, and, and a Cherokee homestead came with um, certain things. You had a fruit orchard at all of them. Um, there were... Uh, multiple seasonal gardens set up that you rotated crops through at every homestead. Every homestead raised what were called field chickens. They're not what you call today's chicken at all. Um, They're actually um, kind of a type of grouse. If you know what a grouse is, if you don't look it up, you can actually look up field chicken and it'll bring you a picture of it. They're actually beautiful animals. Um, They raise field chickens, um, quail, um, animals that you could catch in in the wild. There wasn't um, any of this um, caged farming. Everything got to kind of roam loose. Um, You had... One milk animal, whether it be a cow or goat, and they weren't European cows, and they weren't European horses. Um, They were from here. Um, So that's another myth that we need to bust. Um, Horses, cattle, the whole deal, they were here. Um... Before the invaders, before Spanish conquistadors, before Portuguese, before English, before Italians, before anybody, there were actual, you know, breeders. And um, a lot of these people that I'm going to be discussing and breaking down the truth about, um, They were the ones who came in and said, oh, no, our way is the better way. Um, When in actuality, uh, they created what um, has now been banned as cruelty to animals. Um, They they originated the practices of um, putting chains on horses' feet and whatnot to create what is known as the Tennessee walking horse. Um, Very... uh, high-priced breed um they are uh they have a very smooth gait meaning that there's very little bounce to the rider um if that gives you an idea of the um prim and proper uh antebellum uh mindset that went on way past the antebellum years here in uh the entire south and I, I and when I I really even shouldn't even say south because it went all the way up the east coast to Vermont and so on. Um a lot of these people were still breeders and um whatnot planners uh through their land grabs. I mean if you got six hundred acres for free by moving you're gonna move that 600 acres was a guaranteed profit so um, you really need to um, understand and do your research 
a little bit before you start listening to some of these if you're going to understand all of it um, the whole way through as we go. But I'm definitely going to um, be keeping up with EMF uh, readings and the whole deal as we go through this because there was um, more than horse breeding going on at a lot of these plantations in Tennessee and a lot of these areas are uh, extremely misrepresented when it comes to uh, the public uh, knowledge and public truth. It's uh, grossly misrepresented. So we're going to bust all that down and hopefully get some fun things going between now and Halloween. <laughs>